Hello and welcome back to the podcast. So for those who listened last week, I did mention I was getting my friend and colleague Macaron. So Maca has quite a lot of experience as a coach and a client. And between the pair of us, we've coached clients, we've been coached, and we've got a lot of experiences around food. And for those who listened last week, I did mention it was today's podcast was mainly going to cover dieting, emotional eating, uh, binge eating, you know, coming out of a dieting phase, all these kind of topics. And I haven't come up with a snazzy kind of cool name for it yet. But I'd like to, before I talk too much, I'd like to introduce <laughs> Maka, who's sitting with me having a coffee. Hi guys. So yeah, for, for those who don't know me, um, like Liam said, I am a uh, PT myself who's uh, sort of stumbling into the online coaching uh, fitness space. Obviously, because of COVID, we were forced into it. Um, and like Liam says, we've got uh, we've both got a lot of experience um, with different sort of clients, with uh, emotional eating myself. Um, I'm currently going through a prep phase for a bodybuilding body competition. Um, so I'm currently down 42 pounds and I've done a, pretty much a dieting phase for the last two years running. Um, but yeah, that's enough about me. We can, we can get into it more. Yeah, we'll, we'll just say it flows. So first off, I'd like to just ask you like, I know you've said it then, but what have your struggles been around eating? Like, is, um, it, is it just prep phases and bodybuilding? It's, it's weird because like, when last last year when I first decided to do a, like a competition, I never ever and I was saying this to like um one of my other colleagues as well saying like I never expected myself to worry about chasing a low weight on the scale, um, making sure that all my food was always on point. It got to a point where last year through some poor choices on my part through uh like choosing a coach that I thought was right for me at the time but it wasn't. Um, the sort of the strict dieting that you had me on I was running on 1500 calories a day from 12 weeks out and doing cardio twice a day at 500 calories so 1000 calories cardio a day from 12 weeks out and weight was I was it was falling off me to the point where it was 4 or 5 pounds off a week and then he'd go okay you've done that for a week now on a Saturday night you can have as much as you want and you can have whatever you want but then I want you to do 1000 calories of cardio again the day after to replenish um so yeah i think it's just over a course of a while it it became much more of a problem like i'd have i'd do my do my week's worth of 1500 calories with 1000 calories i was living off yeah probably about 500 600 calories a day if you take into account everything else um and then having 6000 7000 calorie refeed on in one night and I, it would get to a point where i'd feel sick but i'd still want to eat just because i had that craving that sugar Krispy Kremes, Reese's Pieces, cookies, uh, Domino's Pizza, Natra, like it was just, it was like, if you think of like a a cheat day feast on you, you see on YouTube, it was literally one of those every week. Like these 10,000 10, calorie Yeah, like these 10,000 calorie challenges and then I would still lose weight. I would, then a couple of days after that, that binge, you know, where, you know, you, you hold water from all the excess carbs and everything like that. I was then because still becoming like three or four pounds lighter. So there was something clearly wrong. Um, and it got to a point where my mental health was really being questioned. Like I would then just to chase a new low weight on the scale, I was looking at my fitness power because that's what, how I was tracking food. And that's how I sort of advocated to my clients to track food. Um, I'd see that I, have, I had chicken and rice um, and it equates to 324 calories. I would then go and burn that on the treadmill just to make sure that I wasn't actually taking the calories in. I never, so that's what I, after I'd done this quite a few times, it was become quite a vicious cycle. I decided to actually research into it and they, it's what they, it's what they call on the NHS non-purge bulimia. So it's pretty much the ah. equivalent of going to the toilet and putting fingers down your throat, yeah. but you're not actually doing that. You're just doing it for exercising. So it's the difference. Um, so yeah, I and they got to a point where I couldn't be with this coach anymore because I was, I was noticing traits and behaviours about myself that I never thought I'd experience. Um, and like to this day now, I'm still, I'm still damaged by it. Like the, the, the competition phase last year to this year was completely different. Like I'm in a much healthier position now. I can see that from afar to be Yeah, honest, I'm in a much healthier position now, but the, there's still those psychological tendencies. You know, like uh, my coach at the moment, we track weight on a, on a daily scale of C, the average course over the course of the week, how weight's coming down, you know, if we need to adjust anything. However, 
sometimes I'm thinking like, oh, do you know what, could I get away with ex- like not eating a couple of extra hundred calories just to see if I can get push. There, yeah. But like, with, but I haven't done that this time. Although I think about it, the difference is I haven't done it. Um, and I've just stuck to plan and it's been quite, you know, it's been regimented, but it's been like, if you compare, I've, I dropped, I've dropped 38 pounds without any cardio and an extra four with cardio. So I'm down 42, 43 pounds, but I've done most of it without any cardio at all. Whereas my previous coach had me on. So do you put a lot of that down to the quality of the coach? Yeah. It's hard. I don't want to say. Or are you, I, or I are you just wanna, better prepared? I don't want to bad, like bad mouth him, um, but, you know, like, when I did go and speak to him about this, like, these issues I was having, his, his, his words were man up. And, yeah. like, it was, it was no, there was no consideration for what I was going through. He was just like, oh, yeah, you're doing a prep diet, it's going to be hard. And it was like, yeah, I get that it's going to be hard. And I'm all for pushing, you know, pushing boundaries. And, you know, if I have to do a bit extra, I'll do a bit extra. But when, when your psychological state is... Is being questioned and you're like people saw in me last year like yeah could. it was affecting my relationships it was affecting my work and like my clients were like yeah. i could see like like they they said to me you look zombified like i was yeah. um yeah and i like so i do put that down to the quality of the coach he had like he's proper old school and he had trophies and that but like you know he had, he didn't evolve with the times yeah like he was very regimented you can tell that by the way he said man up i mean yeah i was listening to tyson fury's podcast on on the way here and that's slowly dying off, but just that whole mentality, just man up and, and just deal with your shit on your own, doesn't yeah. always work for people. No, it's... And that's the thing, I think it's... The reason why, like, if anyone who listens to this knows who I am, like, they'll probably would have seen my social media video at the time, but that's why I just decided to speak about it, because mm. I know, and you, like, even yourself, like, when you went through your eight weeks, like, the some of the mental battles you go through on a daily, daily basis, no one actually knows what's going inside your head and then you have these like arguments with yourself mm. like I'll go to Morrison's but oh, those Krispy creams are good but like and last year I would have easily picked them up gone to the car eaten them free and then gone then gone and done some cardio and then gone back again picked some more and that, and it was literally vicious vicious cycle yeah back and forth and it's I do yeah I do as much as I don't want to bad Alvin it was down to the quality of the coaching um, and also like on my part not not doing my research into you know because if I if I hadn't if I had done my research I would have been probably with the same coach yeah. or someone just as good yeah um there or thereabouts so it's quite interesting that I suppose that ties into to people who've reached out to me and you in the gym floor mm. there's a lot of people pitching on social media there's a lot of people in your local town but you do have to kind of do your own work and sometimes experience sometimes yeah. it's the personality has to well, fit it's, it's like um like when we've been in the gym and like someone's come to me about boxing like my first point of call has always been you yeah. because that's what you've been into. That's, you know, you've had experience in it yourself. You've coached people who want to do it. Yeah. It's not my area of expertise. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it's definitely about, yeah, I was like, so I'm like, I'm happy, I'm happy to help someone, but like, I was like, I'm always like, always say them first, please just do your research. Look who you vibe with. Look, because yeah. like rapporting a, a client and working relationship with a client is, it's very important as well. Oh, huge. I mean, I wouldn't have a clue how to get someone stage lean. Yeah. You know, fat loss, let's just talk about weight loss and stuff. Mm. But the things you're going through, like I know you mentioned the fact that I've done an eight-week challenge, but to me that's a different level what you're doing. Yeah. A different level of, of quality at the end of it. Yeah. A different level of sacrifice. And you talk about 12 weeks and long-term coaching. But I know I had a few private conversations with you and mm. literally on the last couple of weeks, and I think I said it on my last podcast, it was like, I think it was the last week, I was literally walking around Dalesbury. I had my eyes closed and I was already walking because I had an argument with my girlfriend, Catherine, and, like, there was no real reason for me to be annoyed, but I got annoyed, um, and I left for this walk, and I was closing my eyes, literally just, like, you know, what's going on, thinking, why am I doing this? And I didn't feel like I was myself. That was eight weeks, mm. and it wasn't stupidly low calories either, so like, it did make me appreciate, like, what a bodybuilder actually goes through, because that's a different level. It's crazy, like, when <laughs> I worked out yesterday, by the time I stepped on stage because of COVID, It'll be 29 weeks since I've diet, like been dieting. And we started off at 3,000 calories and it's gradually got lower and lower. Um, during COVID, like, Ollie allowed, my coach Ollie allowed me to have, like, um, meals off, like, off plan in quotation marks. However, they're not off plan because you're still, like, making sure that they're within your calorie means yeah. type thing. Um, so when I think about, like, I haven't had an off plan or, like, a, a refeed or a cheat meal 
quote unquote, I don't really like using the word treatment, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah, since like February. So <laughs> like by the time I step on stage, it'll be the 12th of September. So we're getting there and it's, yeah, it's been a gradual decrease. And like I said, like there's been no cardio, which I think has been a massive um, boost for me because it, it goes to show you what you can do without, you know, like how we see some, some people who come to the gym and hammer the car, hammer cardio, 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 cardio yeah. and it's, you can achieve such good results without even having to use that. And I've always said it should be used, out, yeah, it should be used as a tool. Um, so yeah, I've dropped around like 38 pounds without any cardio at all and just steps and just tracking food on my fitness power and just being regimented and enjoy, like, and there's no, like, it's a strict diet, but it's not a strict diet. Like, Ollie's giving me the rain to make whatever I want. So, like, I'll stick to the same foods. Like, there was a point, I've only just cut out an hour, I was having low-calorie ice cream um, with protein powder, a biscoff biscuit crunched on top, and then some zero-calorie salted caramel sauce. And I've, I was having that up to, like, yeah, just a couple weeks ago. So, like, in terms of choices of food, it's been, I can have as much, you know, I can have whatever I want in, in reality as long as it's within my calories, but would I go to Morrison's and pick up like Krispy Kremes and cookies and that now? Yeah, no. yeah. Do you exactly, know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's definitely like, there's there's something that's got to be said about the quality of the coaching. Someone who's very like, makes someone very adherent to their goals without actually having to do a lot of the work. Yeah. So, and I think that is good, that, that's what does make a good coach. If you can get someone to understand that there are no good and bad foods, and that's where Ollie that's take, what I try and stay that's, that's yeah. a suboptimal yeah, yeah. And, and that's I think that's the thing that's probably the biggest difference, difference to me this year although yes it would be nice to go and have a pizza and stuff like that it hasn't felt like I've been dieting it's almost just like it's yeah. just been like second nature to me and now I'm sitting here like four weeks out as of tomorrow like and it's starting to get hard now Carly's been in, yeah Carly's been introduced every other day at this current moment waiting for a check in from him um, I'm sure that will go up but like I've got to this point four weeks out where it hasn't really felt like I've dieted essentially yeah, it's interesting what you said about you know about the cardio element because I, I say to clients you've got to let the diet do the heavy lifting because they want to do the spin classes and the boot clamps and the hit in the living room mm. whatever it is and the long runs and the impact on the knees often without addressing the diet yeah. whereas you've had an amazing result already and you're still pushing but not really utilising cardio yeah. that much and even when I was doing it recently on that 8 week challenge it was like 3 times a week I think and there was a little hit workout at the end of my session I think as well like people chase this feat like we were saying just before like the, this idea of perfection that everything has to be so like an, amount, an intense amount of suffering to get where you need to be and it's mm-hmm. like you do like I, I do agree with that to a certain extent but there are like using cardio should always be used as a tool in my opinion and you don't need to have to suffer as much as you think you have to Mm. suffer like i think it does stem from one the way the media portray things like fat loss and stuff like that and all these cool trendy work like hit workouts and stuff like that that people get attached to and think that's the new that oh that's a new way of losing fat when we when in reality we know it's a calorie deficit yeah like and you know, it proves in the pudding. Like I've dropped thirty pounds without doing any cardio because I of a calorie deficit. I was in a calorie deficit for a long period of time, and you know you got you get good results, and that goes for anyone. You, like no one's special, do you know what I mean? So, do you ever wonder how are you going to deal with it, like post comp? Yeah, in terms so of, like rebounding and stuff like that. <laughs> so, so I remember saying to you as well privately. So last last year. Um, after I decided to call it quits after five weeks out, just because I was I needed to take a break. Um, there was a point where I would walk from my flat, which is about fifteen minute walk from the gym, um, and go to Wenzel's post cut. Like this was literally like I'd done this for about three weeks straight, straight. Like from the day I said that I wouldn't do it anymore, do the show anymore. Um, I went to, yeah, I'd walk to Wenzel's. I'd pick up like the panini. Uh, two the, Belgian the buns. The meal deal. The, yeah, the yeah. meal deal. You used to get me with that every time. The three pound meal. Oh, yeah. do, you want, do you want it as a meal deal? Yeah, why not? And then um, I'd walk back, I'd eat it on the way back and then I'd go to cardio uh, like after it as well, then walk back, then have a whole box of cereal and then do this whole routine. Probably like two, two times a day, like mm. minimum. And then because I was almost like I'd also do this thing where I'd like I'd fast for the whole day 
and then just have a massive binge in, in, at night, yeah. at night. And then I'd rinse and repeat, and then I'd do my cardio in the morning because I was still in that like that mindset of like oh, I need to lose, I need to lose weight, I need to lose weight, I need yeah. to lose weight. Um, and you get yourself into that vicious cycle. It's where it's very dangerous. So uh, post, I know what I'm doing this time around. I'm actually going to stay with my coach, um, and we're literally just going to reverse carries up slowly because this is another thing as well. Like I'm not sure how much you see it in, in the bodybuilding industry. It's like oh, you need to get your carries up, you need to get body fat back on you. It's like, you do, but like, if someone's... It can be done smartly. Yeah, yeah. it can be done smartly. If, so, if someone was struggling with, like, body dysmorphia post-show, you wouldn't, like, go, right, here you go, it's, it's like an extra 1,500 calories. You need to put up... You probably increment the slowly just because it's going to make them feel better in the long run. Um, in terms of post-show, yeah, I'll probably stay with my coach. I've got a photoshoot book, books five days after so that will keep me on track initially ah, I think that's also another thing is always having that that next step yeah always being ahead of the game so like I would, so I've planned to do two shows they're on the same day um, just different categories one's juniors one's men's then I've got a photo shoot five days later and then I'm looking at a show in October but I might just call it quits after the photo shoot just because it's been February to October it's a long it's time it's a long time and it's it's a like dieting's a stress isn't it it's tough it's yeah it's a massive stress so I, but I yeah going back to my point I think it's just it's massively positive to always have that next step so like I'm already thinking about like my off season my growth season like preparing myself for a surplus what sort of foods I'm going to be eating yeah. just because it always gives you it always shifts that focus like Yes, having abs and being lean and having veins popping out is great, but it's it's not the be all and end all. Like yeah. for someone who actually has them now, it's like I couldn't care less about yeah. having them. To be honest, and it's mentally emotional, like getting them, yeah. and, and holding on to them and stuff. And and you think about how much how much of your life you have to sacrifice just to try and keep them. Yes, there are some people that manage to maintain a lean physique all year round, but that's the that's 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 their goal. Like my goal yeah. is to shift my focus to them building some muscle. Some people are quite happy and content with having abs and living off probably their maintenance calories. Yeah, I, I think so. if it's truly important to you and it's a lifestyle and it's, it's very achievable yeah. and sustainable. But I think going back to my life, I spent eight weeks and it was like a thing and it was a challenge and it was mainly keeping me motivated on lockdown. Yeah. And I knew once it was over, it was never going to be like my life a routine. Although it's interesting, I want to say this before I forget, mm. like you said, you want to stay with your coach. I think a lot of people think, you know, I'll get my stage prepping or do my eight-week challenge and stop. And I came very close to continuing the coach. Mm. Mine was a bit different because you, you reached out, I think, or you sought Ollie out, I imagine. And I'm aware of Ollie in the industry. He's quite you know, a big mm. player, if you like. Uh, but I was actually signed mine because mine was a challenge. I didn't pick my coach. But yeah. I considered staying with him. But the reason why I didn't was because I had this Spartan race in the Alps yeah. and that got cancelled because of France. It, I think as well, like, it's very important to have that. I'm in this, I'm in this, this sort of position now where... Like I speak to people around me, like, and they're obviously saying that I'm, you know, I'm looking good for my show and stuff like that. Like I'm on track, but like you only see what you you want to see. So at the moment, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not happy. I'm not like, I'm looking around. I'm not happy with where I'm at. But having an outside perspective, someone who just takes control, and you literally don't. I literally just turn up. I do the work. I do my diet. Like track my food. That's it. Ollie takes care of everything else. Yeah, it's taking the stress off. And isn't it? it's like you said, like it is important to stay stay with a coach long. Too many people expect results within a month, six weeks, like long term. We're talking about like long term results, when in reality we know that longevity is always going to be better, a better ballpark player. Um, but yeah, stay. I'd say be with a coach as long as you can, or at least until you learn those those sort of have those dietary. Until habits. it becomes a habit, basically. Until yeah. you feel like you can sort of stand on your own two feet, because like with with like our client, I presume you're the same. You probably want to get to a point where they don't necessarily need you anymore yeah. as much as obviously money is great and everything we want I wouldn't be in this industry if I didn't want clients to get to a point where they're fully content and happy with being where they are now yeah. Um, so yeah I guess that's yeah just say it's important to serve a coach long yeah. term it, it's something like I say like that race for, for me in France was cancelled and as I was losing this weight it wasn't my main goal it was more of a lockdown yeah. like focus but I was thinking along to this race so I'd be lighter and faster when that got cancelled that was the reason why I didn't continue with the coach mm. and I already kind of wish I did because now the race is cancelled my eating habits went a bit south because it was cancelled and yeah. I thought oh, I'll just have this now what's the point I'll have this now and I've already begun to drift backwards and I've yeah. already put a bit of timber back on since then so it just goes to show 
Like when the court but ends, how, you like, need to would you, would you say your psychological state from putting a little bit of body fat back on? Oh, mentally, I like. I think I was never going to be like another type to take it like bodybuilding or to like you know put my physique up every week yeah. on Instagram. I said to my clients, I actually did it in a way. Just to kind of you know stick with them and see how it's mm. done because I think I was putting too many results on Instagram with other people when I hadn't walked that walk for a while. Yeah. So I had lost a lot of weight before to do boxing and the RF and stuff, but that was it was it was like you like you, you rattled off some numbers of what you lost. I think I lost ten k in five weeks. Yeah. But nobody said I looked well. Like you, as a bodybuilder, you'll get compliments. Oh, you look well. Your lats look this. Your glutes look this. Your yeah, yeah. look that. I lost the weight. People were saying I looked ill. So I've lost the weight overnight. And I definitely developed in. I think as well though, like you, like you, I think you highlighted this in a lot of podcasts. It is a challenge, like an eight week challenge of that extent is always going to be quite extreme. So people mm. aren't. I think the difference of mine this year, people haven't seen me, and it's been quite gradual. Like the weight's been, it's come off quite slowly. But mm. because people haven't seen me, and then when they've seen me, it's been like, oh, you, because you've lost it gradually, you don't look as ill. Like mm. last year when I lost loads of weight quick my face went in like my eyes started sinking yeah. and you do get that weird like gone like skeleton. yeah that's definitely what i heard you um so yeah i think look, but but in your shoes like yeah you went you've done an eight-week challenge and during covid you're not going to see many people yeah and then all of a sudden the sin you like you've lost shit like you know a lot of weight that is going to be different for people to get accustomed to it's like when i put this like people i, I used to be worried about like putting weight on post-show, like, even, like, this year, but now I'm thinking, like, I don't care, I just want to, I just want to enjoy my life again, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I put a bit of body fat back on, and, like, and, you've, and you've shown that you can you can do whenever you want to do it. Yeah, it's very easy to come off as well, isn't it? Mm. I think people get lost in, like, I've got to be like this forever, and I said this on one of my Facebook Lives to my client group. Yeah. People think the calories they've been given, if they have been given a calorie goal, you know, which is more often than not the case for me, but not always. They think that's like a life sentence and then they've got to stick on it and the second they drift off it, they're going to gain weight. But, you know, you might go on holiday and let your hair down. Life might get in the way. Maybe get married or you settle down and have mm. kids. The second you're willing to, like, it can soon come off and you can yeah. soon snap out of it. But... I remember, I remember like, last year. And again, this is the difference between that. I, I think, I genuinely think having a good coach and not having a good coach, you do see light at the end of the tunnel. Like... Although it's been this this one's been a long process, I've never thought I'm doing this forever. Like my life is complete. I I whenever I walk into Tesco's or Morrison's, I'm like I can't have that ever again. Like whereas last year I was like I genuinely could not see light in the end. I was like I'm never gonna be able to have all this food again. When in reality I could have done, but like again everything is almost in hindsight in because all you're thinking about is food all the time. Yeah, so you end up like obsessing and fantasizing yeah. about food, don't you? And I'm getting to that point now, but I think that's also because I am quite close now. But I haven't really felt like that at all this prep, only until recently where I think, oh, that would be nice. Or like, I'm sort of trying to shift my timings around where I eat my food, just so like if I can push it a bit later and then like psychologically it's filling me up a little bit more because I'm having a little bit more food in a short window that's going to get me through the day but that hasn't that hasn't been a thing like normally like well last prep it was it was every day i felt like that from 12 from 12 weeks out and that was horrendous how were you finding like your food environment as in like at home do you have stuff in that you wouldn't eat and you shouldn't so put it moment, in the house or is it completely yeah. like so at the moment I'm the dads, so <laughs> they i put a thing up in my story like where they brought they brought in pizza and chips they've had like takeaway every every other night and well no they haven't that makes it sound like they're really fat. um they've had like a takeaway like once a week or stuff yeah. and like they 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 said that they feel bad because like they're eating what you're doing yeah and i'm like well it, at the end of the day, it's my choice yeah like if i'm gonna have something like that i'll just have it but you know i'm staying toward like true towards my goal um it ha it hasn't re if i'm being quiet it, it's not that elite mentality it was just like I just don't fancy it and that's I think my goal with like getting on stage this year means more to me than sort of like caving in but and again it's okay to cave every once in a while yeah. I think that's again like we are saying earlier like a lot of people put the the emphasis on this sort of perfectionist per personality where I think it must be per perfect like oh I didn't cheat on my food I mean people need to realise that pe people are human and they're going to make mistakes 
Um, the food, yeah, but going back to your point, the food environment hasn't been that bad. Like, there's been the occasional like, where I do miss like having like tea and biscuits with mum, like just sitting there around the yeah, chat. And I can't have that. I say I have to have like a black coffee or something. Um, but again, like there is light in the tunnel. I'll be able to have that in a few weeks' time. So it's not the end of the world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think there's. A, I think this from a coach in America, uh, David Alexander, but he, he just said the goal needs to be bigger than the moment mm. and that's just hitting up for me and I think you basically said it anyway. So because you you want to get on stage and you've like visualised your progress and the yeah. success and stuff and you've hired a coach, it's kind of easy to say no. And and I was like that, so I'd watch Catherine eating you know, ice cream and, and pizza and I wasn't tempted. And you talk, I talked to clients about having food like hidden away and out of sight, out of mind. But her family had this lint chocolate jar and I love it. <laughs> I didn't touch one hardly apart from one week when... Again, it's going to be a story for the next podcast, actually. Yeah. But I lost a friend because of mental health. Mm. And that was the only time I basically kind of binged on him. But it's funny, now I don't have that goal that's bigger than the moment. I've had about two or three takeaways, probably a bit more, actually. Uh, I've been in that jar of lint. Yeah. You know, I've binged a bit more. So it's a bit like what you said earlier. You've got to move on to the next goal. And I think mm. a lot of people reach out to you and me and other PTs. And it's like, oh, I'd like to be a bit fit and I'd like to lose a bit of weight. And, I'd, and I think you've got to find a run, a race, I think, yeah, a bodybuilding show, obstacle course race, and you've got to find something to attach it to. Like, I think a lot of people as well, they'll chuck money at a PT or a coach and yeah. think that's, that's it, they've done the That's bit. the hard part. That's the hard part, and it's not like your goal, like your, I'd say stop worrying potentially about how you look. Think about how it's making you feel. Like, is is your goal like emotional or is it physical? For me, getting to the end of this prep will probably be quite emotional because like, it's just been a journey from COVID yeah, from and everything from, from start to finish. But like, and there's been some personal issues that I've had to deal with as well. But so yeah, it'll be emotional, but like, yeah, the goal for me is just, it just means more to me than a little bit of food that mm-hmm. I can have anytime, anytime sort of, yeah. after. So, um, but yeah, like going back to that point of chucking money at something, like you've got to find your why, like it's got to mean more yeah. to you than, you know, a little bit more. Of it can be a nice idea, yeah. can it? Yeah, because I think a lot of clients will look at your pictures that are going to come out, or the PT's pictures, or the favorite favorite athletes, and they see them looking lean or shredded yeah. or ripped, or whatever you want to call it, or just even looking strong, and they don't really see what's gone into it or yeah. how the person's felt or what it's, they've given. Yeah, up. You, you see the result, and yeah, the result's great. <sighs> but I tell you what, like, I can't wait to just go back to normality, like put a bit of body fat. If I want to go for a coffee and have a bit of a cake, like and have that, and not feel stuff. guilty about it. Um, the result, yeah, the result was fantastic. But although I'll be looking, I'll be sat on stage, like looking like shredded and lean with like everything popping. I'll be happy at that point, but like getting to that point is another. It's another level of like dedication. It, it doesn't have like life doesn't have to be like that for people. Um, in, to be honest, you like although you're looking that good, you're probably you're like on most unhealthiest point like in terms of hormones. Uh, body fat, like emotions are running all over the place. Yeah. It's a lot of like sacrifice just to get seventy five to ten minutes of. Yeah, I think it's important for like, don't say like, general public or average people like and class themselves as an average person, but it's important to understand like that that's not necessarily everyone's goal. And that is the uh, extremes. Yeah. Just like when you watch like you know a powerlifter or like a football athlete playing for your favorite mm. football club. That is the elite, and it's the extremes, and the things they have to do to get there are a bit extreme. Yes. But you don't necessarily have to, as a client, reaching out to a PT or looking to improve your health. No, exactly. And I th- it's like, yeah, you see foot, like you see footballers that look a lean lifestyle all year, like all year round. But essentially, they've got chefs, they've got nutritionists that are looking after all their food. They look that way because they have to, because they're playing at an elite level sport. It's the same with basketball players and everything like that. So you have to understand that what you see or either on social media or in like online in general one is a highlight reel like yes i'll post photos where i'm lean now but like i'll probably recycle a few when i'm a bit fat like a bit fat yeah yeah and just reach it yeah and just just because apparently the reach the reach is supposedly better but just yeah with things like instagram like I, yeah, I could post a photo from me being shredded, but I'm not looking like anything like that now. Yeah. So it's, it's very, just take your social media with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Because it's all angles. That's lighting. actually a post I'm going to do because, I mean, you've done the bodybuilding stuff before, so you may be more into that world, but there were some things I was asked to do at the end of that competition. It was like mm. a little bit of dehydration, 
and lighten and get the pump on after a workout and that probably feels quite natural to a bodybuilder you know the whole pose and thing yeah. but to me that is alien like it's quite yeah. rare for me to put a picture up topless to be honest but then having to like pose which I, I think that, I think that's the thing I've had to learn like posing is something completely different it's a um, <laughs> posing in itself is like an art form like you need to people pay don't they for coaches and stuff yeah like so like I've I've been going to like a couple posing seminars and I paid for a posing coach and stuff like that that's another thing. Body like bodybuilding as a sport is very expensive. I've um, heard a bit about that. Like buying yeah, I, I mean, by the end of this prep, I probably would have spent two and a half grand if Jeez. I was to include show like the show day, the tan, the photos, the food leading up to that point. Like, I'm spending like ten pound every couple of days on egg whites. Mm. Like, I mean, I could make that cheaper, but I just can't be asked to crack the eggs. Yeah, it's just um, protein too. power, like all these different like different things protein bars because you, you know you curb a little bit of like some some form of chocolate like it does start adding up um but yeah like i guess what was, I can't remember what I was going back to pose yeah oh yeah posing is like an art form in itself like you were saying about it's alien and it was alien to me at the start but it's just it's nat- naturally getting a little bit easier but when you think about what posing is it's it's standing there tensing as hard as you possibly can whilst trying to maintain some form of normal face it's, it's hard work. Yeah, it sounds tough. Just in terms, like, keep it a little bit light-hearted, because I did promise this to mm. a few clients and, and listeners. Like, I think sometimes, and you touch on it, like, people see the bodybuilder or the coach or the athlete, and they think we just walk them around with robotic discipline. And I like to post a yeah. nice, healthy meal, and you post your run times or you post your workouts, and then, you know, pick your, cl- your potential clients are kind of sitting at home, work, yeah. and everything just looks superhuman mm. or super fast or super strong. And I think... Even with the diet, they just presume that we have cupboards full of salads and stuff. So, just like, have you got any kind of confessions or any anything where you've where you've just eaten loads of food and you felt like the biggest person ever or the greediest person ever? Yeah, like last last year, like me and my um, girlfriend's time, we we used to do this thing where um, we we were like we were quite far out from our shows, but like there was periods like there was a good like couple of weeks where. We were dieting and we were doing our cardio and then like it would get to the weekend and be like, oh, should we just go to the cinema? And then like, we, we would just try and share a pick and mix. It doesn't work. Yeah. So like, you end up getting like, the, you know, spending like 20 quid on a bag of pick and mix at cinema plus popcorn. And then after the film, we were like, oh, should we get, let's get a pizza? And then it wouldn't just be a pizza. It would be a large, it would be, a large, it would be that we'll then go to Tesco's and we we'll think, oh, if we have yeah. a feast, we might as well just go all out. I'm and it would be, cinnamon swirls it would be everything we crave so it would be like cinnamon swirls it would be pastries it would be cookies it would be uh, crisp and dip it would be sausage it would be literally everything and then you consume it and it would get to that point again where you start feeling sick but you just can't stop yeah like food coma you physically just can't stop yourself it's just like because obviously you've had that that itch that taste that you haven't had in so long it's just like and you built it up a little bit as well I think. yeah like yeah. I think like after like these like after my competition's done and stuff like I will have a bit of a binge and I will you know yes I'll put, I'll have to deal with the emo- the psychological side after it but I'm in a much better position to to deal with that to deal with it now um, and again that's human like it's okay to go over your calories like 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 you said like just because we're a coach or a PT or whatever or you do a certain sport for a living doesn't mean you're not human you don't make mistakes and, and not that they're, they're even mistakes to be honest it's just yeah. part of living your that, life that one day or like five or six days a yeah. month isn't really going to ruin things in the grand scheme no. of things is it because most other days you've been on point a lot of people say like what did we do like what, what did you do once you've done that like, you just get back on track you just yeah. you just start you start a new day but just try not to be one of those people that goes oh, I'll start this week I'll start I'll next start week Monday and before week. you know it's been a month and, yeah. you, and you've continued this sort of cycle if you if you know you're probably gonna um, have like a bit of a binge and a bit of an enjoyment of that food, either you can work it in by retracting your calories yep. across the course of the week, or you can do it the week after, and input some a couple of extra thousand steps a day. So over the course and of the week, time, it's yeah. ten thousand. Yeah. Like there's plenty of ways you can readjust, but like if I. If I was saying anything, just enjoy it. Don't worry too much about it. Yeah, I, I normally just say clients just move on quickly. Mm. Like I've had some major, like, I, I think I'm one of them people, I just I very, very rarely feel full. I've literally, a bit embarrassing to admit this, I've eaten, like, a full box of protein bars in yeah. less than 24 hours. <laughs> I, just, I just liked the taste and I kept eating them and it was just so Moorish. Uh, people talk about trigger foods. Mm. I haven't bought peanut, bought peanut butter to lie 
twice in about See, yeah, four I hours. Can't, I can't. It's like I could like with the way my diet is now, I could potentially fit like a biscoff paste, oh, like a teaspoon of pe- like biscoff paste yeah. or peanut butter. But I know I if I get the taste for it, I'll just eat it the yeah. whole jar. Like trigger food. And then it's like you said, like out of sight, out of mind. And also, like you said before as well, like just just think about that 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 cycle that you're going through at the moment isn't forever. Yeah. And normally, like you you can have things like diet. You can implement things like diet breaks and refeeds. It might take you a little bit longer to get to your goal, but if your goal is to be happy and healthy, it, yeah, it's that bad, I'd say it's it? a pretty good it's a pretty good um exchange. Yeah, I've actually done that recently with clients. You know, just give them like two or three days it, a weekend just it to snap out of it. Yeah. Like even from personal experience, like. Like when Ollie's given me like a couple of days of like refeed, um, he gave me a couple like last year, he gave me like one this year, which is quite early on. But like your adherence levels go through the roof because you, you get what you need to get out of the way and you have some extra food and it does genuinely make you feel a lot better. And you're like, okay, I've had that now. I can then move on to the next. And then it, you get this like another, it's almost like a, it's like it kicks your motivation just through the roof yeah. and you, you just carry on doing this like cycle and it's, it's a great. And you could argue if you didn't get that when your show was over or when you like yeah. regressed or when you kind of decided to have a break you might then binge more because you've been fantasising I, re- I reckon I would I reckon if I don't have these these sort of like incremental refeeds because you're let's say you do 12 weeks of dieting no refeeds nothing all you're thinking about probably is food like leading up to that point um, whereas if you have like a diet break split I don't know let's say it was 6 weeks in you get a diet break you're probably not going to be as food focused because you've had a couple of days of high amount of calories. You've been able to have a bit more food, like, I don't know, more oats or whatever it might be that you enjoy. Um, see, that's the thing now. Like, last year, like, all I thought about was the, the sugary stuff that I could ha- I could fit in. So, um, even last year, like, Mark would give me a refeed, my old coach, and um, he'd be like, yeah, eat, his, eat what you want. But, like, now I don't crave those same foods. Like if Ollie gives me a refit now, it would be like, oh, I crave some more oats or I crave some a bit more bread. Yeah. I think that's it's just down to one learning from your mistakes and also just getting out of your system and enjoying. Yeah, because if, if, if someone been dieting, you've you're not gonna go crave salad. You're gonna want quick, easy things, yeah. aren't you? So if if someone says to you, go and eat anything you want, I'm going for Krispy Kremes and yeah. ice cream and pizza. But if my coach, like he did recently on this course, if he said, like, go eat some more sweet potato fries yeah. and just cook more of the normal stuff, it's quite good. Yeah. And even when, even now I've finished mine, I'm having the same breakfast and a bigger portion of oats. So two my meals now are exactly the same as they were but like a month a ago, more. yeah. I'm just eating a bit more meat and a meal. And a... It generally does make a difference. If you, find, if you can find foods that you really enjoy, like, I, at the moment, I'm loving, like, having egg whites and sweet potato mashed, like, together. It's not, like, a normal combo you put together, but... It just it makes one is quite it feels like quite a lot of volume on the plate, and also I am I'm genuinely enjoying that, so I'm going to continue to eat that. And it's like I'm still having bread, I'm still having, you know, like, like this one said, there's no good or bad food. There is food that's more optimal. Yeah. Um, but like you can find like lower calorie options. Like I have this Danish bread. It's not fantastic, um, but it does the job. It hits the spot, and then before you know that sort of craving is gone. Um, but yeah, I used to find I used to, I, I haven't done it as much this time around, but I still find myself like watching cheat days, like I'll I'll sit there I'll sit down and try and, whilst I'm eating my food I'll be like okay what video can I watch? What's this YouTube stuff? Is it? Yeah, you know like, if you go on YouTube you type in cheat day challenges uh, and like yeah, they yeah. got the ten thousand calorie refeeds, um like the Matt does fitness videos he always does them um there's a couple of others like twenty k twenty k refeed challenge Jesus and it's like. Uh, although I'm not doing it as much as I did last year, like I'm noticing it, noticing it start to creep in now. But I haven't actually. Last year I'd actually force myself to watch it, like because I wanted to see people enjoy that food. Yeah. This this time I haven't. I think that's a difference. Well, it's it's letting your don't let the environment you're in influence you. Let you influence the environment you're in. Mean, yeah. And I think that's a massive. Thing. It's it's controlling the variables that you can control. And I think that does pit for like long-term good success because you're not you know letting other factors influence you yeah 100 percent. i mean i've actually got the book on the table just to remind me to talk about it but the whole kind of uh, precedent on the book if, it, if that's the right word is like the hungry brain 
what it's describing is like no one sits there and wants to eat a donut or pizza thinking I can't wait to gain weight. It's often like the psychological benefits of seeking because we're mm-hmm. tired, stressed, dieting, yeah. which is like a psychological stress. So we crave ease and enjoyment and we crave, crave the pleasure, but we often don't know when to stop. Yeah. So it's just interesting trying to figure yourself out. And the big tip for me is just fixing your environment if possible. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if, if you live with mum and dad or live with your girlfriend or you live with someone else or kids in the house, they've got to yeah. have that chocolate. In I remember like last stuff. year, like <laughs> I went for a stage after prep where, yeah, I went to the supermarket. I parked far as well as I could. I'd go and get my... This was, like, probably like a week after the show. So I was, like, still got the cravings super high. Everything was... I'd get, like, everything I wanted. I would have ate, like, three quarters of it by the time I got home. And that was, like, Krispy Kremes, like, in the car. Just, like... Oh. And then I'd be like, oh, I've got nothing to add. Because I'd, I'd buy it so I can go and watch some, some TV or, like, a movie or something that I'd planned to watch. And I'd eat it all before I actually got to watch the movie. So I'm like, I better go out again. And then, like, I'd get like McDonald's or like Burp, like just anything I could find. Anything that was on the way home, it was like, I'm having it. Yeah, anything that it's, it is bad. It is, it's a vicious, it's a, I mean, I had, I had some help from, um, one of the members from the gym, lady called Claire, and she specialised in mental health and stuff like that. Not Claire, so much, yeah. um, uh, I guess, food in that, but like she understands it. Yeah, she um, understands it. And, and that's another thing as well, like, if, if you ever find, find yourself like sort of, if it becomes like a serious problem where you see yourself doing this more often than not, then obviously maybe potentially go and speak to someone. Because I, I had a conversation with Claire. I had a couple of conversations with her actually. Um, and just understanding the reason I was doing it was, you know, it was very beneficial and, and to me changing the way that I now approach it from now. Yes, you can kind of see it coming. Yeah, I can see it coming. So I can also, and if there's any, any factors like influencing that, I just remove them. So yeah. like I don't, I don't really watch the YouTube videos for now because that yeah. used to trigger Sets you up, yeah. it's, it's like, yeah. oh, how good would that taste? Oh, let's do yeah. this. Well, that's why kids want McDonald's, isn't it? It's McDonald's mm. advertising on the on the TV, on the posters, you know. Yeah. And like you said, it's so quick and easy to get. Like, it's, it's mad how quickly you can get at McDonald's. Yeah. Provided they're not busy. But, yeah. Which they always are in Aylesby. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's um, I would say, yeah, biggest fit, like, if you're going to enjoy something that just, just relax and enjoy it. But if it's if you notice it's making you unhappy or you're doing it more often than not and your your goals aren't being reached for these type then obviously address them. But I think a lot of people yeah place too much emphasis on this perfectionist personality where that you've got to be on track to make for something you don't. Yeah. I I say like if a client that's a bit different for bodybuilding maybe, but I say a mm. client if you give me eighty percent or give yourself eighty percent, you'll absolutely fly yeah. with week on week progress. But the average person either tries 100 and fails, spits the dummy out, or they hover around 50, 60 and never truly commit and mm. there's no sense of urgency. And then I've done it in the past, I don't mind admitting it, maybe some listeners, like I've got clients that have been with me for quite a while and then haven't necessarily got there and they've been with me for quite a while and there's no sense of urgency. Yeah. And then like going back to what, like you're doing something a bit more extreme, I've done a challenge and I've ran challenges and, and people often get that short-term results. Mm. So I think the average person needs to slam themselves somewhere in the middle and yeah. have some urgency but also enjoy life and have some treats and more importantly just move on the and next day and that's the other thing as well you can fit these into most things into your calories yeah 100% there's ways that, like there's definitely ways of doing it like, I'm at the moment intermittent fast again because it like I said it gives me a, a, sm- uh, a small window of eating but again I'm having still the same amount of food but it just makes me feel a bit better because I'm dieting quite hard but having the same amount of food, but in a short window, just makes me feel a bit more fuller. So there's like if you fancied, I don't know, a couple of custard, cre- you worry about a couple of custard creams, like you can. It's use, nothing, is it? In the it's not. It's absolutely nothing. Like yes, if you fancied like a, a coffee and a cake with, with your work friends after work, and you're worried, just eat, like I said, just reduce your calories for the next day slightly, mm. or over a couple of days, and you'll be back on track. There's, there's always some a way forward. There's like people think that once you've, I don't, I don't like saying make a mistake because it, it makes it sound like it's wrong. It's not like you just make sh- making sure that you get back on track. And, make an extra choice. Yeah. So like I said to you earlier, like make sure you've always got that, that next plan going forward. So always a contingency plan really. It's just make sure that you've got something in place to then attack straight after you have it. Yeah, goal wise, massive. Uh, so what's your take on calories then so in terms of your clients is that something you push really heavily the calorie count 
I I push tracking. I don't like I I can't stand people who literally deprive people of calories. Yeah. Like. Oh, I seen the the number. Yeah. So. I tend to just, I get my, I don't like prescribed meal plans, one, because we're not supposed to. Yeah. Um, and two, I don't, if I was to give a client a, di- a diet that they said, write me a diet, I'd be like, I'm writing you what I will. I will. Yeah, literally, that's it. I'm literally writing you what, your, your meals food, are going to be chicken. Like, yeah. yeah, your meals are going to be oats, chicken and rice, eggs, because yeah. that's what I sort of enjoy. I just I don't think you need another adult to tell you what to eat. No. Especially when you've got clients. It's just how to. It's just that how yeah, to. Yeah, how exactly. So um, I like to suggest guidelines and stuff. Mm. And that might be count calories and guidelines. And I would yeah. say a third of my clients don't count calories and they just eat to guidelines. Yeah. And I think I think it's personality driven. I think as well, like, because like, I've, said, I've said on this before, like, I want, I want clients to get to a point where they don't need me anymore, essentially. So if that means that they track their food for a few weeks and then they start to understand... The properties of foods, you know, roughly from looking, gramage, how much food they're actually consuming, they might get to a point where they don't need my fitness plan anymore. Like yeah. that again, it should be used as a tool. Like, it's like an awareness. Piece, yeah, isn't definitely. It? Like some people obviously overestimate how much they're eating, so they they might not track their coffees and stuff like that's where my, I think my fitness plan is great because it it makes people aware of how much calories are actually in things. Um, but yeah, I just I take the approach of I let clients choose what they want to eat and then if there's some you know some then like they're not making any progress we can have a look at okay let's see let's see what you've been eating and again that's a good thing my my fitness power acts as a diary so they you know that they're being accountable to themselves and that's a big thing as well trying to get them to understand that they need to be accountable to themselves not just a coach yeah because you're trying to outsource the kind of accountability and responsibility aren't you and then at some point if that coach relationship ends for whatever reason often they regress whereas if they take charge of it themselves mm. and they can fall back onto the habits it's going to be more like uh, sustainable if you like yeah but yeah I just don't I don't believe it. I don't really believe in meal plans to be honest no, if, you, I, I if, you, really if there see. was something strict that was going to aid performance then I can understand yeah but, sports performance maybe or really um, like diet but again that's, again that's an extremity that's you know that's not a nor- for a normal person you know it's largely unsustainable I'd, I'd like to mm. suggest I mean yeah like what I'm doing, what I'm doing, is not sustainable. Like chasing a low, low body fat is not a sustainable outlook on how your life should be. Um, and you, you know, post show, I'm gonna enjoy some good food and just get back to some normality. Yeah, I think that's that was good to talk about. Like the foods that we've mentioned, it was like McDonald's, there's pizza, there's peanut yeah. butter. I think a lot of people think we live on salads and eggs. Oh, and obviously, stuff. like when I was when I was like eating sort of before my show, I was ordering like three Domino's a week. Yeah. Just because like there's no crime in it and there's no guilt no. involved. Because I, I know I, I train hard. I train six times a week or so. I yeah. do my steps from work or used to anyway before I go online. I'll easily like smash up like 17, 18,000 steps a day, quite on average. So I know I'm being active. It's not as if I'm being a slob. And that's the main thing. It's just if you're going to enjoy, you know, if you're going to order some takeout, just make sure you're being active within your, within your week, not just sitting on the couch. Because a lot of people do that Monday to Thursday, don't they? Really, they're like really on track. Strict and then Friday, and Thursday, even weekend. like Thursday night, Friday morning, it just yeah. before you know you can undo all the hard work. Like weekend warrior, isn't it? It's, it's dangerous. Yeah. I wasted years doing that myself. Like training really hard, dieting, eating the right foods, and then getting pissed on the weekend and wondering why my results weren't there. And it's yeah. just, I'm a big fan of just saving it for Saturday or big occasions, mm. having your Friday on point, having your active Sunday. And for me as well, one thing, it's a good tip for someone who hasn't got a coach or the finished coaching or worry about sustainability. I take a photo every week, even though I'm now finished with coaching, just to make sure I'm not regressing too much. Yeah. And if I don't like that every Thursday, I look at it and be like, you know what, I'm getting back on to some of my old habits on that challenge. And you can always like reevaluate your week Exactly, well. yeah. But if yeah. I didn't take that photo, it would take me quite a while to put a pair of jeans on a short or a shirt yeah. and go, oh, it's a bit big. Because it's like watching paint dry, it's yeah. so gradual. But with that visual photo, if I compare it every week... I'll, I'll spot it nice and early. I think the average person or general population, if you can call them that, like, but they're going to get to that point where they wait and wait and wait and wait until a holiday comes up and they realise they're not confident in a bikini or a bloody mm. bathing suit or shorts or whatever. Whereas if they tracked it, even if they never put it on Facebook or send it to a coach, yeah. just take a photo for yourself weekly or fortnightly and, and spot Yeah, so with my, with my clients for online coaching, I get them to one with like how they're feeling like in terms of tiredness fatigue uh, energy levels hunger all that sort of stuff but i also get to address like one good thing they've done this week that's not related to um 
that is sorry that is related to like their fitness and their health and their their food and that and it could be something simple as like i managed to fit a chocolate bar into my calories perfect you're understanding that you can be accountable to yourself and celebrating your wins and, and yeah celebrating those small wins because again we are all human we do make mistakes but we also can also yeah have relatively what you want like you could have mcdonald's three times a day and still lose weight yeah, 100%. Like, I don't recommend it, but you definitely... No, yeah, it. exactly. And I've used that same example with clients. I normally see you can have a Mars bar every day or something. Like, or I wouldn't just, have it every day, but if yeah. you fancy a day where you fancy the pancakes in the morning, the wrap in the, the yeah. lunchtime and... Because uh, I'd say without all that, it's a bit miserable, isn't it? If you can't yeah. have the pancakes. And again, so. I think after, after a certain while, you would feel very sluggish from McDonald's every day for a week. I'm sure. It's like a documentary, isn't it, where you just eat McDonald's every day? Yeah, super, super, super size. I've not yeah. actually seen it to be honest, but oh, yeah, I, can, I can imagine how sluggish you feel uh, after all the junk food. But yeah, I think um, yeah, taking a photo week like week by week for yourself is really good. Maybe even like yeah, like no, just noting it like on your notes as well the date and how how you're genuinely feeling. Like this week for me on prep's been really hard. Like just I think because the the energy shift and the calorie shift and all that sort of stuff has been it's been quite draining. And, you know, so I said to Ollie, like, I'm struggling to recover from my sessions for, like, the first time during prep. So then he knows that I've, at least I've been struggling and I'm openly speaking about it. So he knows that something's not quite right. And that could be, like, I need a couple of days rest. It could be, uh, I need a refeed. It could be, it could be a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's important, even for yourself. Like, if you just do it for yourself and then you go, okay, I felt good this week, I felt bad this week, What look back at your week and what, go, okay, right. what, what's what's changed? Has there been more stress at work? Has there... Yeah, it could be training, could be has sleep. Has there been sleep? Yeah. There's a lot of things, a lot of things that people don't take into account. Recovery yeah. is massive. There's a few clients I work with online, actually, and they've had just job changes because coronavirus mm. and stress levels are through the roof. So therefore, I've got to knock that client's programming back yeah. in terms of intensity, in terms of frequency. And they've come out of that period now with very kind of fluffy easy workouts and they've lost a mountain away and their confidence is back up mm. they're now asking for tougher workouts yeah. but i think a lot of people i want a stress relief of a tough workout insanity you know boot camp hit and there's a place for it but often people chase, so much, that, yeah, people chase that suffering don't they yeah if you've got so much stress in your life you want to do more mellow training and if if your life's quite all easy going you can maybe handle more training stress yeah. you can only handle so much yeah it's like that's what that's i think that's what's because cardio has been ramped up this week and steps have been increased and training has still been the same intensity that it is and diet is still stressful. I think this is the first time I feel like, oh God, like I feel like shit. <laughs> but then that's where it's important for me to tell my coach because he, he will want to know, he'll want to know. He might regress some of the things that he's put in, in the past. And yeah. again, that's just that, that work relationship. That's why I always find... That's why I will stay with Ollie, even in my off-season, because one, it keeps me accountable, but two, there's always the next goal to be set. Yeah. Um, which I, I think a lot of people just, yeah, they, they see the short term. They see, like, I want to lose weight in 10 weeks and that's it, and that's then, it, I'm, yeah. then I'm, I'm finished, you I'm done. Plan, yeah. Do you think that's helping your, co- your own coaching standard, working with the coach? Yeah, I think so. Like, even, like, not different like different things he'll say to me in his check-in or, like, the way he programs something, the idea... The reason behind it will make me think twice yeah. about when I go into programs, people stuff like, I think you said once, and made me look at my program and like thinking. When I like when I look back to when my program when I first started for clients compared to what it is now, it's. I've done that. It's either. entirely different. Like yeah. there was no stru- There was no structure. It was literally. I'm trying to think. Like it might have been like a a, a leg exercise into a, a full body compound into something else and yeah, it, there was no there was no real like plan and that's that's because the pt qualifications are shiny they don't teach you anything really it's almost like i agree with that like definitely. it's like it's like when you learn to drive a car you don't really learn to actually pass, yeah, you learn to pass the test so with experience and learning through like different guys like yourself or whoever then it makes you question your own your own standards, standards yeah. and then yeah, but with working with coaches, massively improved my own understanding. Even like, I think I follow probably more people on Instagram to do with co- that are coaches than I do like just no, general people. Just yeah, because I, I'm, I'm in, a bit I'm, like that, yeah. Just because I'm intrigued to understand like different people's methods. Learn, yeah. But then also that opens you up to hear some absolute shockers. But... Yeah, my my feed's pretty much all coaches and stuff. Yeah. Some you learn from, some it's just like they're at completely different levels, so mm. it's hard. 
So I found doing that challenge, uh, working with a coach, uh, Jordan Glossop in Birmingham, was one of the best things I did, even though the drivers are a pain in the ass. Yeah. And you just see someone who's a bit more experienced than you, or comes from a different background, and that you then pass on some of them tidbits. Yeah, and sometimes, points, sometimes you see players. that they come from a completely like different approach. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, it's quite uh, refreshing sometimes. Because again, like, yeah, you see like these, these Instagram posts and it's like, oh, it all has to be one way. Like, you have to do this, you have to do that. And it's like, you don't. Like, there is... That's what's, what I think is great about the fitness industry is that there is always something else you can do as opposed... It doesn't work... Like, obviously, the principles the same, yeah. are the same, but there are different ways different. of working around it. Um, which, yeah, some people, some people don't understand, but, but I think it's getting better. Um, especially, like... Um, Things like mental health, I think, is becoming massively yeah, more. Yeah, it's becoming more important. It's definitely. like you see a lot, even like men, like you see a lot more people talking about, it, which is good. That's what my next podcast actually about. So. Yeah, I mean that's what that's why like I put my videos up last year about mental health and that just because I I was like if I, if it helps someone who's in the same position as me, if it helps one person, I'm like perfect. It's worth it. It's it? worth it because like you like you said before, like people seem to think that we're these robots that. To eat perfect, yeah, hard, and it's, more it's just savage. because if we're a PT, we must have abs and stuff like that. And it's like you don't necessarily need to have abs to. I mean, you need to look the part. I think to a certain degree. Yeah, I'm saying you have to like look like you at least train. Yeah, you don't look like you wouldn't. Oh, you're you're high, could, yeah, you could yeah. be a powerlifter with quite a big belly or a strong man. You're but right, you could be there's also yeah room for like life and enjoying yourself and you know if you don't feel like training, you don't have to train all the time and. I think it's PTs, to be honest, not like don't smoke up our own asses, but I think we just, one thing we do better than the average person is we just have a bit more balance. So we might have the drink or the pizza. But we do you think that's because we understand? Steps. I wonder if that's though because we understand how we can get back on track. 100%, yeah, but I think if you look at your content, my content, everyone's content magazines, I think the cat's out of the bag now. No one thinks you've got to live on salads anymore. Yeah, that's people, true. Like, you know, people like James Smith have like household name now, even like your granny and your auntie's heard of him and stuff. And, mm calorie deficits and well out there I think it, it's all kind of out there now it's just we've got the balance yeah. whereas I say most people are 100% or 50 and they spit the dummy out or they think they're not getting anywhere and I think we can quite comfortably live at 70 to 85% I, I think the the standard of like we've just spoken about the coaching has gone up 100% yeah um, yeah like the information that we probably, you probably received 10 years ago to what it is now is completely yeah. different um, I, I was in the RF and I said this to my mate one coach online Nobody taught me about calorie deficit, and I was just eating salads. I tried fasting, carb loading, yeah. training twice a day, and like I got in okay shape, and I lost a bit of weight and got strong and fit. But I never got the aesthetic results I wanted, which as I'm older, I'm not really fussed about. But there was a time, that, like a lot of blokes, I wanted to be shredded. Yeah. I wanted to be massive, even on my short ass. Like I really wanted to be big, probably to make up for that. I wanted to be shredded, and I didn't know how to get there. I was just eating salads because I knew that was better than junk. But mm. no one explained calorie deficit. It's no. like. It's always it's been like, there, but it's only just. And people say, people think like this is again. It's like this new thing, but it's like it's been around for yeah. ever because people are expecting these like fad diets, these booties, and these skinny. Oh, oh man! To get that to get the podcast. Yeah, right? to get to get them in the results. And it's like no, you you literally just shitting yourself because it's got uh, senna in it, which is a laxative essentially. Um, but it's little things like that people don't know about. But yeah, calorie deficit's been it's been around forever. <laughs> Just gotta stick to it. Yeah, and that's that's the main thing. It's just sticking to it six out of seven days a week, and then allowing that's yourself, what I say a lot, yeah. allowing yourself even like even like a four three as long as four days. As long as you're more consistent than you're not. Yeah, you're and this is the thing. Is, it depends on like your goal and your results. Like if you want, you know, to be shredded, like you have to accept that you're not gonna have a life. Essentially, I don't like. I can't. Let's let's say uh, um friends invited me out for a meal I can't go out I can't track it I can't track what they're cooking it and I can't and it's it's no life like you can definitely find that balance I'm, I'm glad you touched on that I'll just quickly get it in before we call it so the eight weeks we did I don't think I could have done that you touched on it if it wasn't a lockdown because it was like right lockdown no you technically go out yeah. but I wasn't doing that much I wasn't socialising you weren't mm. supposed to meet people and stuff so it was a bit easier to give up my kind yeah, of social life. I think lockdown was a blessing in disguise to me because I think if I didn't have prep to turn towards, then I would have just sat in it because there was nothing else to do. Yeah. Like there was there was a point where you were only allowed to out for one walk a day. I think it was like, yeah, you couldn't even go out for someone like for someone from your household. You were had to yeah. go out by yourself separately. So yeah, I think if I didn't have lockdown, I would have become like 
And again, like if you did spend lockdown eating and you know getting extra food in, that's that's cool. Like, sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, and lock lockdown was a stressful time for a lot of people. I think a lot of people was like, I've had quite a few. So me and Maka actually talked over the one hour limit of the app that I use. So therefore, he's now gone. I hope that was useful. I hope we didn't bore you to death. I hope you found that interesting. If you did, let us know. Don't be shy to share it as usual. Uh, for me personally, it was good just to see the other side of bodybuilding. Not something I'm hugely interested in, but I know some of my followers know Mac and are very interested to kind of figure that out. And I think as coaches, you might be surprised how often we mention McDonald's and Domino's and takeaways and Biscoff. Because just like you lot, you know, we have our vices, we have our challenges, we have our struggles and we're not, you know, completely motivated all the time and we do slip up and we do make mistakes. And the only thing I really think that we do better than you potentially was listening is that we just get back on the horse and we have better habits and a better balance. We're not like superhuman. So apart from that, uh, see you next time. Next week I'll be uh, tackling or attempting to tackle pretty big subject and I'm no expert uh, mental health so pretty important and relevant subject to me right now so look forward to that one I've put quite a lot of thought into this so I hope it comes out well